Welcome back to Columbo Katie on 101.994.1 News Talk STL. Just after 3 o'clock on a Thursday afternoon, which means it is time to check in with our good friend, Dr. Randy Tobler. The Randy Tobler Show every Saturday morning, 6 to 9, here on News Talk STL. And now in Columbia, it was uh, on the Eagle there every afternoon. But now, in the morning, also in Columbia, starting at 5.30 every day on the Eagle there, uh, Doc, man, I am not a morning person, Doc, so uh, <laughs> God bless you for <laughs> those hours. <laughs> I, uh, no, I, I like it. Uh, great to be with you. No, I like it because I'm able to really focus on patient care then. You know, once yeah, the show's true. over, I focus on patient care the rest of the day. and. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not like Katie and most women. I can't multitask. So come around two or three. Come around two o'clock. I would start to. Oh man, I'm worried about the show, but I got patient care. Ah, I'm having a tension nightmare. You know. So I think it uh, works out great. Plus, yeah. with the fire hose of information coming at us, no. all you know, domestically, internationally, I need that extra hour to cover it all. No mm-hmm. kidding. So uh, yeah, well, g- congratulations on on moving up to the morning show. There, that's uh, that is exciting stuff. And yeah, uh, but you know, Saturday being up, uh, started at 6 a.m. every Saturday for a real long time is uh, probably also prepared you a little yep. bit for those uh, morning hours. Yeah. yeah. So, um, no, I like that. I like the morning show on Saturdays because we can really sit and really get some deep dives into absolutely. topics. And boy, do we need those now more than ever, right? No kidding. No kidding. So, uh, wanted to start with we haven't had it, we haven't yet uh, looked back and, and recapped the debate last night or Trump's town hall. And, you know, now we're just four days away from the Iowa caucus. I mean, think about that, Doc. In four days, Americans are going to be voting in the presidential Crazy. election. Crazy. That is that is insane. <laughs> like, we are here, baby. Like, it is it is yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, election. We are in the election season. Um, Chris Christie drops out right before the debate last night. Uh, does that have any impact on the race? Did the debate have any impact on the voters in Iowa or across the country? How are you feeling uh, uh, overall uh, as we uh, prepare for the caucus? I, I think that, you know, what's going to be pivotal in this general election process is whether or not Trump takes it in the chin and gets convicted on one or more of these various indictments out there. Mm-hmm. Cause that changes the whole flavor of everything, which is why I think keeping the other two in the race is really important. And yeah, while Christie didn't have tremendous numbers behind him, I mean, if, if most or all, almost all of those, you know, uh, Christie supporters were to coalesce behind either DeSantis or, or Haley, that could make it close enough, a close enough second in Iowa or a close enough, you know, second or maybe even a first in New Hampshire. Who knows? That would at least begin to change the complexion of things and begin to give people maybe that are still on the fence about whether they can handle the chaos that comes comes with anything in the Donald Trump orbit. Yeah, so <laughs> whether it's business, whether it's political or not, it may do it may may tip it a little bit, but I still think it's a it's a narrow path and a very long journey for anyone to beat Trump as far as getting oh. this, this nomination. Yeah, but it, you just mentioned something. It touched on something that uh, I had this this story ready to go yesterday, and then with everything that was going on yesterday, I didn't get to it, and I'm glad that I didn't because it's even more relevant today after Chris Christie dropping out of the race. So there were two polls that were were released yesterday morning uh, specifically about New Hampshire. 
and it and it just depends on if you believe one or these polls or the other how close it is there uh, because one of the polls was a University of New Hampshire CNN poll and according to that poll Nikki Haley is only seven points behind Donald Trump in New Hampshire uh, that mm-hmm. that poll shows Trump at thirty nine percent Haley at thirty two. Chris Christie at 12. You know, this was conducted last yep. week, so when he was still in the race, uh, Vivek uh, with 8%, and DeSantis in fourth, uh, all the way down in fifth place with 5%. We've talked uh, about how, you know, DeSantis is, Ron DeSantis, when he retires, should not build a vacation home in New Hampshire because he has never been, he's always been below everybody in, in that state. If you unpack that poll a little bit more, which this wasn't as important two days ago as it is now. They, uh, when it comes to those those Christie voters, that that twelve percent, that third place uh, spot that he was in, those his voters break seven out of every ten to Nikki Haley as their second choice. So if that if this poll has any accuracy whatsoever, and she's within striking distance of Trump in New Hampshire, and now she picks up. The you know the twelve percent or you know a good chunk of the twelve percent of the of the Christie support New Hampshire could get interesting. It's the only state that looks interesting right now. Um, but yeah. uh, you know, but a but a primary performance like that early on, you know, could start to change some things. I I, I agree. I don't see I don't see Trump the I don't see this mountain being uh, uh, climbed by any of these uh, uh, any of these other candidates but that does I think make New Hampshire a really interesting state to keep an eye on over the next week or so what do you think well I mean it's always had a lot of symbolic meaning right and I think that you know it it gets people's attention any of these early primaries get people's attention and especially if something runs counter to the narrative that you know the media and and well most everyone whether you're whether you're pro or con problem the, the media the, the the narrative has been hey it's trump's and now it's the general election argument that's uh, just uh, all the rest of this is noise maybe not so quickly on that and again i'm i'm looking at polls and and maybe voters will start to look at polls that compare a uh, a trump with a uh, indictment with a conviction against you know biden versus without and that's a game changer there i mean yeah. some of those polls are frightening um not that they should be because you know we all know that this has been lawfare at its very best but that doesn't really matter because perception's reality in the mind of that independent or even former but now a little bit a uh, little bit wavering on Trump voter and so i you know and and Nikki Haley for for all you know she's really i think played this the best of all of the candidates DeSantis at first you know was trying to separate himself a little bit from Trump then he buddied up to him now he's separating himself again well he never did what he said he was going to do and so and and Christie we see where a hate a Trump hating gets you that doesn't do very well and and Haley has um recognized you know working in the administration the, the the good things he did but on the other hand has said well we just need to move beyond it and extend she's had a much more i think gracious attitude towards trump which makes her more palatable for some of those persuadable trump voters one I, of the- I wouldn't be surprised he's you know trump last night i watched the trump to, to yeah. thing live mm-hmm. and I thought the most interesting thing I heard was that he was he did not exclude any of the any of his opponents in the primary for being a uh, you know a, a, a vice president running mate. Yeah, I could it could that be the ticket? Could it be Trump and Haley? I don't think that's a shabby ticket. I know a lot of people don't like Nikki, but man, 
I'll take her any day over anyone else on the other side. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's a good that's a, a good point. Over the other side, absolutely. Um, I, I was one of my takeaways, and again, we haven't had a chance to even uh, talk about this here between Katie and I. Uh, one of my takeaways from the debate last night was I don't know if it had any major impact because of how late in the game it sort of is at this point. But I wish that we would have seen that debate from yeah. the very beginning. I mean, we were talking about how crowded the stage was. I, I, I thought that was the most entertaining debate, and I think it, if that yeah. would have been the conversation a couple of months ago, maybe things play out differently. Katie, I know you have a question yeah. for for Doc, but um, what did you, what what did you think of last night? Did I did think it was interesting, although I. I thought it was interesting. The only part that I didn't like that we all saw coming was that it seemed very lowbrow. Like all of the, every single diss and every single hit that Nikki and DeSantis had for each other. RonDeSantisLies.com. Yeah, it just was like, <laughs> where's the substance to this? And Nikki Haley did create a brand new website, RonDeSantisLies.com. And every hit that he tried to give her she'd reference it back to that they both took hits on the way they led their states and it just uh, i know that that is traditionally now what the debates are like we've seen it for the last five of them but this one since it was just them back and forth it was like she's a liar he's a liar she's a scandalous person he's a scandalous person i didn't feel like there was enough substance there they were just kind of talking about the um taking like target words Mm -hmm. it felt like to me and then just utilizing them without any substance Yeah. yeah i did have a question for you dr tobler Whenever we looked at Chris Christie, who now doesn't matter, but yesterday, right before these debates announced that he is no longer going to be in the race, neither Nikki nor Ron DeSantis, I don't think, gained any of his voters. They didn't really even talk about it. Who do you think those voters go to now? Mm -hmm. I mean, because it's surely not going to be Trump. Do we lose him? Uh Uh-oh. I thought I heard a click. Oh, no. Let's Uh see. Hold on now. Oh, there he is. Hold on, people. Stand by. I will answer your question before Doc does, and I would say that if anybody stands a chance at picking up those Christie voters, it's Nikki Haley more than more than anybody. But I don't know how many of those are, and you're right. They're definitely not going to Donald I Trump. So, can you hear us, Doc? Uh-oh. We can hear him, but he can't hear us. You want to try? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll pot him down. Yeah. Really quick. yeah. I'll, I'll try to pot him down and get him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we'll try to reconnect there with uh, Dr. Randy Tolbert. But, um, uh, yeah, looking at that, that New Hampshire poll, that CNN poll that shows Haley at just seven points behind Trump is obviously the closest that anybody's ever seen, I think, um, uh, anybody being to Donald Trump. Uh, close to being to Donald Trump in any state. Uh, but we'll see if that's just an outlier of a poll because the other poll that was released yesterday at the same exact time, uh, also specifically about New Hampshire, was a Suffolk University, Boston Globe, USA Today poll that shows Donald Trump at 47, Haley at 27, and Christie at 12. So um, it just kind of depends on... You know, who you want to believe on how close those polls are either way. Also, uh, speaking of polls, there was a poll released today about Iowa that shows that Nikki Haley has pulled ahead of DeSantis for second in Iowa. Um, This poll was conducted uh, also by Suffolk University and was conducted up until yesterday. So it was right up to the debate, essentially. In uh, last night's debate there in Iowa, and it shows um, Nikki Haley at 20 percent 
DeSantis all the way down to 13 percent and Trump still at 54 percent. So Trump obviously still, you know, a huge lead there. But Nikki Haley now passed his now, according to this poll, at least has passed DeSantis in Iowa. He she's always been ahead of DeSantis in New Hampshire, which, again, is an ugly, bad state for him anyway. Then then South Carolina is Nikki's Mm -hmm. state. So she's ahead of him there as well. It seems like. Nikki Haley has firmly moved into second place, no matter how distant that second place is. It's last night's debate. I I know I just said it kind of just seemed to me. It just seemed a little bit childish. There was a lack of substance when it came to the name calling. But I will say that watching Nikki Haley versus Ron DeSantis it seemed like she had more control over the room. She she seemed like she came a little bit more prepared. And I say all this because I like Nikki Haley. Mm-hmm. I am someone that really likes her, but I also equally like Ron DeSantis. And I have this tone of voice in me because I'm rooting for Ron DeSantis on all of these debates every time to do well, even though I know he has no shot in heck. But I watch Nikki Haley and her... She has a voice that commands. She is not stuttering or stammering around what she's saying about Ron DeSantis. And whether what she is saying is substantive or or not, the way that she approaches it and her tone of voice matters so much. Mm-hmm. And the way she holds herself matters so much. And it's a stark difference between the Ron DeSantis that I saw last night and that I've seen in the previous debates. That's a, that is that is super interesting that that is... Um that was your takeaway because and i think that it, it, this really reflects you know people's this is this is the, this is the beauty of elections and voters and you know this is why it's important and everybody gets their their voice and and their vote um is because i thought that yesterday i thought that last night that the people that have been critical of nikki haley she gave them her best performance of why they don't, don't like, like her. her. The people that do like her, obviously, you mm-hmm. know, she's, you know, she's she's continuing to build that support and that bond with the people that do support her. But I I think maybe because of the because there was only two voices, yeah. you know, they both got to talk a whole lot more than they would when there's you know five or six people on the debate stage. So I think just because there was more information and more of you know of their individual platforms and opinions and records and all of that out there. I thought that Nikki Haley, there was, there's a lot of, there was a lot of uh, examples of the criticism that she has picked up from some people in the Republican party throughout this process. Like the big donor thing. That were on display. Yeah. yeah. There was, there. he got some big donor, big China. Donor, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Like there was, you know, flip flopping. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and I mean, she's, she landed some punches. I'm did. not saying that she, I'm not, I'm not saying that she lost, but I'm not saying either one of them won or lost. Uh, I just thought that it was interesting to me that, you know, like the, the, with it being down to the two people, you really could, start to focus on the things that you do and don't like mm-hmm. about these about the candidates and there was a lot there i thought for uh, people that are critical of Nikki Haley to jump on her for but the same thing goes for for Ron DeSantis as well totally but he did come out he did come out swinging with the big donor comment uh, and about the Hillary comment uh, yeah i did i to your point about the room i did n- f- notice 
And I mostly listened here on the radio. And, you know, there's, there, there can be a difference in perception when you're watching right. something as opposed to listening to it. But from uh, from listening to it, it did sound like she maybe had the room a little bit more than he did. She they did. both got they both got plenty of applause moments and applause mm-hmm. lines. But hers always just sounded like they were a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. They lasted a little bit longer than yeah. his big moments did. So, um, and this was a CNN town hall, right? In Iowa. So yeah. it, it's like who created the room, who created right. the atmosphere. So yeah, so that was that was interesting. And I, you know, I don't know. I I, th- I think there's plenty to criticize Nikki Haley about. There's plenty of concerns with her. There's plenty of concerns with all of them. But it's interesting to see that. It's if anybody's if anybody's made moves in the in the polls and uh, and with voters over the last couple of months, it's been her. She seems yeah. to have moved firmly into second place, which, you know, if we were looking back six months ago, you would have never predicted that Ron DeSantis would be That's why- fading as much as he had it has and, and has. I mean, it was. This was supposed to be the this big showdown between yes. the old and the new, yes. Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump, and that is just not material. And it makes me it. Oh, when I talk about these debates, it always makes me sad because then I watch him on these really long form podcasts, and he kills it. Yeah, he smashes it. But something about him on that debate stage. I don't know what it is. There's something about him on that debate stage that even when he begins, I'm like. Yeah, I thought yesterday was his best performance. Personally, I thought yesterday was his his best performance. But he, but the bar was low, and yeah. it's not like he's had any great uh, uh, great moments, in my opinion, throughout the entire process. Uh, I do want to get into one thing: uh, the media. This is how desperate some people in the media are to the gotcha media, the woke, the cancel media. Um, have gone after Ron DeSantis for something that he said last night that they just don't understand. They are accusing him of sexism and it's only because of their own ignorance of what he was talking about. And people have called the reporters out on it because it is so ridiculous. I'll tell you that story and more as we continue through the afternoon here on Colombo and Katie on 1019 and 941 News Talk STL. Big for podcasts, articles, and more, find us on NewstalkSTL.com. Welcome back to Club Ocadia, 1019941 News Talk STL. Tony Colombo here with Katie Fitzpatrick. Big thanks to Dr. Randy Tober for joining us in that last segment, although we did have some technical issues. We will uh Finish that conversation, reconnect with Doc next week on Thursday afternoon. And, uh, of course, you can hear Doc Saturday morning, 6 to 9, here on News Talk STL and every morning on The Eagle in Columbia, Missouri. Uh, We were talking about the debate last night, and NBC reporters are being mocked today by many on social media for suggesting that Ron DeSantis made a sexist dig at Nikki Haley when he quoted Ronald Reagan last night during the debate. Uh, during the debate, DeSantis said, and he mentioned this a couple times, he said, quote, we need to f- we need to fly a flag of bold colors, carrying the banner, putting the American people first, not the pale pastels of the warmed over corporatism of people like Nikki Haley. And mm. that quote, well, that is a direct quote from Ronald Reagan, who, who used that when he was campaigning 
who said that we need to fly the banner of, we need of bold colors, uh, not the pale pastels of oh. warmed over corporatism. It, about you know that was his line about Democrats and in Democrats and his opponents, and it was literally lifted directly from Ronald Reagan. And and DeSantis isn't plagiarizing him. He's you know he's cre- like he's it's an ode. He, yeah, he's he's Ronald. Reagan. Yeah, he's he's. He's, you know, he's he's quoting he's quoting Reagan when he says that, and people on NBC, the reporters that don't know their history, thought that he was making fun of the way she dresses. <laughs> this is this is grasping. This is grasping because even if and it called wasn't- him sexist for it, she uh, like one NBC reporter said. Quote, a color scheme, pale pastel or otherwise, is not a is not the way you attack a presidential candidate. Uh, at a certain point, the pale pastels commentary starts to ring sexist. He was quote, he was quoting Reagan. <laughs> but even if he wasn't quoting like, even if it, this was a made up thing that Ron DeSantis said right. himself, that's still not sexist. Yeah. It's he, still to yeah. me that that's not anything to get under your skin and cause an uproar. Like. We are grasping right now at straws. They're looking for a reason to to call somebody sexist or racist or misogynist or any ist that they can come up with, like anything that we can do. Let's let's find uh, let's find the chance. It just he's it, making fun of the way that she dresses. He's making fun of the way her the color scheme of the clothes that she wears. And I will say, no. they both last night really honed in on the way they governed and the way that they controlled their states. And that was like, okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, they took apart the way Nikki Haley took apart the way that some things happened during the you know, coronavirus with pandemic. He took apart some things that she even did. I mean, I think, I believe he gave her kudos at the very end of the debate saying, I think that she did a great job as the United Nations ambassador. So, there was there were things that they talked about and how they controlled what yeah. their different powers and their different styles of leadership. But to say yeah. the pale pastels well, also, is a form of sexism. Right. And if you <laughs> and if you want to compare the uh, quote unquote attacks on each other, uh, Ron DeSantis said pale pastels. She launched a website called RonDeSantisLies.com. <laughs> Yeah, like, come on. <laughs> which I don't, which I'm not saying is bad or, or uh, oh, inappropriate or whatever. Like, you know, do you. Um, but that uh, was her first comment. Very first comment. Was like, go to RondaSantezLies.com. I mean, come on, people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Grasping. No. Yeah. You know what? You're right. What was the, you, you mentioned the first comment. I had written this down somewhere. Uh, the, it, the, it got, it was okay. What you know, like the questions, the moderators, it, it was it was okay, but it wasn't, you know. I, it, it, but the first question, yeah, the first question last night was, there, there, there. It's a debate between Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley for which one of those people would be better as president. And the first question from CNN last night was, does Donald Trump have the character to be president? The first question. I don't, I, I want to move on, but it like, just like, that's the first, all the issues that you could bring up. And that's the first talk about, you know, we were talking earlier about obsession with Donald Trump. That is obsession with Donald Trump. The man's not there. <laughs> Trump derangement syndrome. Uh, uh, 
All right. Uh, we're going to have a little fun here for the next few minutes before we hand things over to the Tim Jones and Chris Arb show. Uh, first, want to remind folks about our show coming up. We talked a lot about this yesterday when we had Mark Close and Skip Weber with us for Close's Cabinet. But uh, coming up on Saturday the 27th, this month, January 27th, Katie and I's band, which is Tony Colombo and the North County Sound Machine. Mark Close's band, which is Close's Quarters. Our buddy Lenny Mink, he is uh, the owner of Westport Plaza, but also a musician. Our three bands are playing a show. We're going to have a whole lot of other special guests and surprises and fun. It's going to be a great party, and all of the proceeds go to Thrive St. Louis. So, Great show, fun party for a great cause. Westport Playhouse is an awesome venue, so we are looking forward to it so much. And tickets are available for that show right now at westportplay.com. You can Google Westport Playhouse. Just go to the Westport Playhouse website and get your tickets now. And uh, I can't wait. Between Katie and I off the air have been talking a lot about set lists and Mm -hmm. songs and talking with the band. and It just is getting... It's just getting so real. really exciting, mm-hmm. really exciting. So uh, don't miss it. It's going to be a great party and, again, for a great cause with all proceeds going to Thrive St. Louis. Thanks to our great sponsors, Weber Chevrolet and Gutter Pros. Go to westportplay.com and get tickets for that show now. Um, got some sad news. Sad headline here. R.I.P. Fruit Stripe Gum. Uh, good riddance. Oh, good riddance. Oh no. Are we talking about like the zebra? The that zebra is exactly set? what we're talking about. Yeah. No, he didn't like him. That was ten seconds of my life that I never can get back, and it wasn't even like a good ten seconds. Then it was no flavor. Fruit Stripe Gum has just announced that after fifty-five years in business, that they are discontinuing their product. They are going out of business. No more. Will you be able to purchase fruit stripe gum? Bye bye. I'm not shedding a tear. I think it's funny that you. Uh, <laughs> I'm not shedding a tear. In fact, you I'm more angry. Didn't like fruit stripe. I'm gum. angry that it was lasted this long because I swear to you, I'd buy a pack of fruit stripe gum, ten second chew, then there was no more flavor. Then it was just that's a every wine. gum. No way. Trident stands the test of time. All right. I'm a gu- extra. Could chew for an hour. All right. Come on now. You listen. I'm a gum chewer. Listen, if the people at Trident or Extra are listening now and you need a, you need a uh, spokesperson, Katie Fitzpatrick has got your back. Uh, here's a good one. Lots of things over the years uh, it, in, the, in the workout weight loss community, lots of gadgets, lots of gimmicks, whether it be like pills or workout equipment, you know, to, the secret way to lose weight. Somebody's come up with a, a, a new one. The uh, new product that was revealed at the Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas this week, uh, it's clothes that deliver electric shocks while you work out. Why? I think that it's like if you slow down, it shocks oh, you. I saw Kylie Jenner and Kendall Jenner doing this. The brand is called WeStim. And it sh- the shocks are apparently slight, mm. uh, and they've got they've got a tiny bit of silver stitched into the elastic. That's what is able to deliver the little shock. Okay, it's not to keep you moving. Apparently, the electricity is supposed to um, 
um, help your muscles develop. Yes. It's good for your muscles to have the shocks. Listen, I I already don't want to. Let's shock you. I don't already. I already Let's don't want to be you. working out. <laughs> it's already uncomfortable. The last thing I need is to be getting electric shocks throughout the process. I promise. I saw this on the Kardashians. Kendall. I believe you. <laughs> Kylie were working out and they kept getting shocked. And I'm just, I'm sitting there wondering, is that worth it? Or would you just rather eat the box of donuts? Because I'm going like, is it really worth it? That's now? where the shock needs to be. On yeah, the, the box, box of donuts, donuts. <laughs> to keep you out of Come that. on. This is the mystery. That's what the shock, that's what that needs to be delivered. The box uh, of donuts. Last one here. Uh, several top dermatologists have just released a report that says that men, specifically men, not women, don't need to change their underwear every day. Uh, oh, sorry. I know. I, I had the same reaction. I'm glad to see how. Uh, you know what? We'll we, we may get back into this uh, oh to, God, now that no. I know that now that I know how uh, how strong your reaction is to this report. We may get into it tomorrow during Friday Fun Time. Change your underwear. D- dermatologists, doctors. I don't believe that. Don't have that, to change your underwear BS. every day. That's bull. You know what? So I'll miss tomorrow's show, folks. <laughs> We'll, underwear. I, I'll, I will unveil, uh, 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 unroll the uh, data uh, behind that study. <laughs> we got to go. Columbo and Katie back tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. In the meantime, we keep it here for the O'Reilly Report next. Tim and Chris at 4. Larry Connors, USA at 6. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day. Exciting.